Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck Welcome in to Lombardi's Legends podcast uh, As we embark upon the offseason Dane recording here on Sunday night, March 6th. Good to see you again tonight, buddy. How you doing? Wags, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Happy Sunday. One Sunday closer to Packer football again. August, just around the corner. We were in 50-degree temperatures here in Wisconsin uh, yesterday, so I'll take it. And uh, Wags, I have a feeling this is the last podcast we're going to be doing before we know an awful lot about the Aaron Rodgers situation. Just something funny tells me it's coming real quick. And frankly, it absolutely has to because free agency is going to hit pretty quickly as well. Uh, But you feeling good tonight? How are you feeling? Optimistic Packer fan right now? Pessimistic Packer fan? Where are you at? Uh, Staying optimistic, man. And you know what? I was going to say the same thing, Dane. It's seemed like it was a quieter week this past week. Of course, we know that uh, most of the coaching staff and a lot of front office was in Indianapolis this past week, but it seemed like things are being set up behind the scenes. Uh, Some talk of uh, Jair Alexander um, engaged as we expect with the contract extension. Uh, Obviously there's lots of smoke and fire around Aaron Rodgers, as you just alluded to. Um, We know that things are ongoing with Devontae Adams and the latest, it seems like they're headed to uh, uh, tagging him as they haven't really made much progress, but things can change at the 11th hour, as you know, there as well. So I think this next couple of weeks is going to be very interesting and very busy for the Packer front office and Packer fans defining not only this season, but the seasons to come. Uh, There's a lot of things that are going to have to happen uh, over the next week or two. So I'm excited to dive into it, Dane. Um, How are you doing? Are are you feeling optimistic or are you uh, getting a little bit tired of uh, just having to sift through all of the reports and all the drama that seems to be coming out? Uh, I'm optimistic one way or another. Uh, We've been through this before. We went through the Favre situation. It's kind of bizarre how it's unfolding. Uh, Different guys, different situations, but maybe potentially same results when it's all said and done. Um, But honestly, I'm feeling pretty good because the way I see it is um, either at this point, I have a feeling Rodgers is playing. I think retirement's off the table at this point is, is kind of my gut feeling where even a week ago, Wags, I was thinking retirement was very real. Uh, I'm, I've am i now swayed and I'm thinking retirement's probably off the table. And the question becomes, do the Packers get a, a four-time MVP quarterback back or do they trade the four-time MVP and, and kind of start to press a reset button and get a, an awful lot of draft capital, I imagine, Uh, in return. And as a Packer fan, either one of those have some pluses and potentially minuses long-term. But, but I'm going to choose optimism because I do have quite a bit of trust in the front office at this point. And, um, you know, I think they've earned some trust here with some of the moves they've made uh, over the last couple of years in free agency and in the draft. Um, So let's just ride it out, I think at this point, and we're going to see what the heck's going to happen here pretty quick. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Dane. I realize that there's a lot of people that are set in Packers should do this or that. But when you phrase it that way, 
uh, unless Aaron Rodgers drops a bomb and retires on us, um, a trade or coming back is kind of a win for Packer uh, fans and the organization either way. Uh, if if you think about the long-term ramifications of either decision. So um, that's one way to stay happy about the decision. And I, you had a, a informal or I guess formal Twitter poll, however you want to put it. Um, I, I was surprised 75% of Packer fans say they want Rogers back. 25% said they're ready to move on. I think the way you asked the question was correct. It would be interesting to know what the percentages would be if you said, I'm fine either way. Um, if there would have been 50% of people that would have said, I'm fine either way and how that would have affected uh, the results of that poll. But um, it, it does seem uh, like there's plenty of people that are good with moving on and hitting that reset button and, and cashing in. Um, now rather than maybe a year or two down the road. So um, we'll know soon enough. I will say that it does seem like most of the smoke this past weekend has been coming from outside of the Packers and outside of Aaron Rodgers camp. Uh, so I don't know how much stock I put into things that uh, seem to be coming out of Denver or Pittsburgh um, in terms of what's being reported or not reported regarding Aaron Rodgers. And um, when most uh, of the national and local uh, Packer reporters are aligned that the Packers aren't actively engaged in trade discussions, that doesn't mean they haven't gotten calls. I know Goody said he hasn't taken any calls on Rodgers, but I don't really believe that. I think they get calls on players all the time. Um, but I, what's he going to say? Uh, that does not mean he's engaging other teams or accepting proposals from them. Um, I, I think that would probably get out if that were the case. Um, so it, it's one of those things where Rogers waffling, maybe he is, I don't know. We are not inside the room, but that could be more leverage on his part as he's trying to still put pressure, maybe not only for just himself uh, in a contract extension, but for Devante. It's like what we talked about last week. The longer he stalls and and even with things being on better footing with, between him and the front office, um, it's classic negotiation. You want to make the other party a, a little bit uncomfortable uh, when you're negotiating. So uh, if he can do that and that helps put pressure on the Packer front office to potentially uh, get something done with Devonte. He's going to try to do that. Ultimately, I don't think that's going to happen. Packers have all the cards and all the leverage um, basically in both situations. It, lest we forget Aaron Rodgers is technically under contract. <laughs> He's not a free agent, so they don't have to trade him. They don't have to do anything with Aaron Rodgers uh, if they really don't want to. I wanted, and th that's a really good point. And it's something that I think is, seems to be lost on a lot of folks is there's no guarantee the Packers just up and trade him the day that Aaron Rodgers is. Should he say, I don't want to be in green Bay anymore. Right. I, I think that um, that's a really good point. Um, could you see the Packers digging in their heels? And I know now we're talking what if on a what if, uh, but could you see the Packers being pretty prudent at that, at that point from a business standpoint and, and really try to leverage uh, uh, the, the best deal for the Packers and for Aaron, you know, maybe not for Aaron Rodgers, but for the Packers, because um, the reality is you're not going to get maximum value if you zero in on one team, right? But if there's a bidding war, we've heard about the Steelers, we've heard Titans, right? We've heard Broncos, we've heard other teams too. Um, 
that's good business for the Packers should Aaron Rodgers want to leave. And if there's multiple offers and options on the table, then the Packers really truly can maximize their value in getting a return from for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, certainly. And, and still, there's a deadline for that. You really have to get something done before the draft if that's going to happen. So um, I think every other team out there knows that. But it's not like they'd be betting against themselves or one team. If As long as there's multiple teams in the bidding, uh, I think the Packers are going to hold the cards either way. So, um, all right, Dan, I think enough Aaron Rodgers talk for now. At this evening was all about the other uh, Packers that are – restricted or unrestricted free agents. And I don't know if we're going to get through the whole list tonight, but um, we've been saying for a while, everything stems on Aaron first and then Devante. And while that's still true, I think it's appropriate um, at this point to just dive in. And um, even though we don't have the full picture uh, of what the you know financials are looking like, I think we've got a pretty good idea of the game plan at this point. So I am comfortable and you're comfortable. We decided talking about these guys uh, that uh, the Packers are going to have to make some decisions on. So um, let's let's start with some of the unrestricted free agents and just looking at some of the bigger names. Um, we spent all, a lot of last episode talking about Devontae Adams. So I think uh, we've said basically all we need to on him at this point. Uh, th- that's certainly going to be an evolving uh, situation. But um, just to kind of going through the list, I think the uh, biggest – name than on the defensive side of the ball as an unrestricted free agent, definitely Devondre Campbell. Now he, here's a guy that I know a lot of Packer fans would really love to uh, bring back myself included. And, um, but before we get into just Devondre, he's one of the guys that I was circling and doing some research today that just remarkable. Um, he has missed basically one game in the last five seasons. And so I just want to point out as we look at some of these guys that availability is a value too. Yeah. So, um, you know, Dean Lowry has basically played every game uh, as a Packer in his last five seasons. Remarkable. Um, Chandon he doesn't Sullivan, even miss practices. Wags. Yeah. Chandon <laughs> Sullivan hasn't missed a game uh, for the Packers in the last three seasons. He's been on the team. Um, so, so there's some of these guys that versus we know Kevin King is probably gone, but um, availability is a big thing as we're looking at signing some of these guys. Heck, Devontae Adams hasn't technically played a full season in five years. Uh, now, I, I know he didn't miss a game due to injury this past season. He had the one game missed uh, for COVID reasons, but um, it, it's some, it's Bears taking a look at that because I think that's going to factor into how the front office approaches making some of these decisions as well. Um, so, so Dane, Devondre Campbell, let me uh, throw it over to you. What, what are your thoughts on him it, just in terms of realistically, is it worthwhile sinking um, a lot of our few uh, financial assets into bringing uh, Devondre Campbell back? Yeah, and folks, uh, if you're watching on on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube, feel free to drop in the comments if you think the Packers should bring back Devondre Campbell. If you'd like to see him back, uh, or if you think it's gonna, ha- you know, you think it's gonna happen, take take your emotion out of it. Uh, obviously, Wags, I'd love to get Devondre Campbell back. Uh, what I'm curious about here is f- philosophically, the Packers seem to have. Um, 
not necessarily valued the inside linebacker spot as some other teams have in the past. Um, and then this this season with the emergence of Devondre Campbell, the defense looked an awful lot different. And I can't imagine the defense without Campbell at this point. They were just that darn good this year. So I would absolutely love to, to um, re-sign Devondre Campbell. And Wags, I would actually uh, argue outside, of course, of uh, Rodgers and, and Adams, we just put them in their own tier. Um, I think that Campbell is probably the most important piece to come back to the defense. He provided stability. He played sideline to sideline. I mean, he was an all pro. What, what, what more can you say? He was just that darn good. Um, but he also provided leadership. He seemed to fit into Green Bay really quickly as well. And I would just love to see another year in Coach Barry's defense, what he can do, because I feel like he's scratching the surface uh, uh, of this defense. Now, there's downsides, right? Dude's 29 years old. Dude's bounced around the league a little bit. So, um, you know, is this a one year caught lightning in a bottle situation? Is it not? I, I tend to uh, think it's not a lightning in a bottle situation. I think he can be consistently good uh, going forward for the next couple of years. But really, Wags, at the end of the day, as with everything, it comes down to dollars and cents. Um, how much is he going to cost this defense? Because the Packers have a fair number of other free agents out there. So would I like to have him back? Yes. Do I think it's going to happen? I think it might be pretty hard with the Packers cap situation for the Packers to really um, realistically get Campbell under contract unless some kind of hometown discounts coming in. And if I'm Devondre Campbell after that year, I'm probably going to the highest bidder personally. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, would I like him back? Yes. Do I think it happens? I, I actually put it at less than 50% that Devondre Campbell's back with the back. Okay. Yeah, I'm more bullish than you are, actually. Uh, uh, both uh, Campbell and his agent were in Green Bay a couple weeks ago. Uh, I assume that they kind of laid out their plan and uh, essentially said, this is kind of the parameters of around where we're, we're going to be at understanding that Devondre Campbell more than likely is going to test the free agent market. Uh, why wouldn't you uh, if you're him? Uh, so it, it, it's going to be interesting. If he gets a deal that someone comes in and just blows him out of the water, there's not a lot you can do about that. Um, just for a baseline, uh, two seasons ago, he signed a one-year deal for $7 million, uh, when he was in Arizona. And uh, I would expect that he might be slightly above that for multiple years. Uh, so I, I'm not going to sit here and predict exactly what the free agent market's going to look like in terms of what offers he's going to be getting. But if you can get Devondre Campbell back for a three-year deal uh, around uh, like a 24 to 30 million, uh, I think uh, the Packers would sign up for that every day of the week. And uh, don't forget, as you said, bounced around the league quite a bit, uh, had his best year as a pro by far this past season. So as long as he feels like he, the Packers are coming in with a very competitive offer, um, they might have the edge, even if they don't have the highest offers. So um, I, I also think, Dane, that Devondre Campbell might be the Packers' highest priority of any of the guys on this list that we're going to talk about tonight. And so even if they don't have a lot of room under the cap, they're going to have enough. It just becomes a question of, you know, where they want to allocate the resources. I, so I think 
uh, Devondre Campbell is a priority and they're willing to cut loose uh, maybe a couple other guys or sacrifice a couple other guys that we're, we're going to talk about uh, if they're able to bring Devondre Campbell back uh, at a reasonable price. So potentially after Devondre Campbell, um, Razul Douglas is the other splash guy, right? He's a guy who came in like Campbell was new to the team last season. He came in halfway, partway through the year and did, we all know, if you're listening to podcasts, you know, Razul Douglas did for this defense. Um, do you think, Wags, it's an either or? It's either Devondre Campbell or Razul Douglas? Or do you think that there's a possibility they make it work? Because I, and I hate to sound pessimistic, but just knowing the numbers here, and I know that Razul said he wants to come back. I get it. He's a passionate guy. I respect that. But when it's really hard to find corners in this league and it's a premium position. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, some front office somewhere saw what he did and went, he'd sure look good in this city, you know, city X. Uh, so I wonder if it's an either or situation between them. Yeah. And if I'm the Packers, I'm going for Devonte Campbell every day of the week. That's no disrespect to Razul Douglas at all. Yeah. It's just look at who else we have at the cornerback position versus what we're uh, at uh, in the linebacker room. And Devonte Campbell is a clear um, step above everyone else uh, that we have there uh, versus Razul Douglas. You know, we've got, Eric Stokes and Jair Alexander that are going to be manning the boundaries. Um, and uh, another guy we'll be talking about here shortly is Shannon Sullivan, who, you know, I don't know if the Packers will be able to bring him back either, but if they are, he probably isn't going to cost as much as Razul Douglas is. Right. Um, not to mention you're talking about, is this a one year flash in a pan with Devondre Campbell? I actually get that feeling a little bit more with Razul Douglas than I do with Devondre Campbell. And um, I, I love Razul Douglas. I don't want to make it sound like I don't think he should, you know, get big money or that I wouldn't take him back if the Packers could afford him. I, I just, uh, you know, talk about a guy that just came out of nowhere and good for him. Um, I, I think he's going to get an opportunity somewhere else and um, he should take it in if you're the Packers, hopefully you don't, you're not in a situation where there is anything mistimed where all of a sudden Devondre has gone and Razul has gone and, and you wanted to keep one of them to right. your point. Um, but uh, I, I think the cornerback group as a whole is uh, in a much stronger position to absorb the loss of Razul Douglas. To me, he's kind of a luxury would be great to have him, but um, I'm comfortable um, making that decision. We're going to have to make decisions and sacrifices somewhere. And um, I think uh, Devondre Campbell's more critical to the success of this defense as a whole, as good as Rasul Douglas was this year. And as much as we wouldn't have gotten as far as we did, particularly in the reg regular season without him, um, I think Devondre is the guy moving forward. And, and Wags, I, I'm actually surprised by that. I don't know why. For some reason, I thought you'd be um, looking to not that you don't want to keep Razul, but I thought that you would think maybe that he would be priority. Um, and, and I agree with you. We're on the same page with that. And I think Campbell's my number one go-to guy on this. Uh, you mentioned Shandon Sullivan. Uh, I feel like these guys all kind of go hand in hand because there's some interchangeability there. Um, I think Shandon Sullivan's coming back to green Bay personally. Um, I think that, uh, for, for all the reasons you outlined with Razul Douglas, also Shannon Sullivan's two years younger. And I think that he's still ascending as a player. 
He does a lot of different things for this Packers defense. Uh, not that Razul didn't play special teams as well, but Shandon Sullivan also got out there and did that. Shandon's more of a um, pure slot corner, I think, but he can also get in and move around that defense. He showed he'll return punts if he needs to. He'll do whatever. Um, he seems to be a Packer guy. I don't know how else to put that. He's been on this team for a few years now. Um, he's he's really put his uh, his roots down. I think on this defense. So, um, and, and obviously I'm a big Shannon Sullivan fan. So a spoiler alert, like we're big fans of the guy, but um, even taking that bias out of it, I really like what he does for this defense. And I think he's shown uh, the Packers front office. He's somebody that, you know, what you get with him. And I do think he's ascending. The Packers are really good at knowing when to keep guys around 26 is kind of that sweet spot for that second contract to keep a guy around for another couple of years. And I would hope, and I think that uh, the Packers probably think it's less likely to keep Douglas, but they're going to keep one of those two. I'd be absolutely shocked if both of them leave in free agency. And I think Shannon Sullivan seems to be more likely to be the guy uh, to, to start yet again for the Packers defense. I agree. 76% of the snaps uh, yeah. defensively last year, his special team snaps were down quite a bit. The previous couple of seasons, he was more heavily involved. I wouldn't be surprised um, now that we've got a new special teams coordinator. If Chandon's asked to, to step back in there and uh, give more snaps on special teams again next year, if they do bring him back um, for a parameter, um, Packers did a one-year $5 million deal with Kevin King. So if they're able to get Shandon in kind of that two-year, uh, $8 to $11 million range, I think uh, both parties would be pretty happy with that. Now, uh, maybe Shandon uh, as a, a slot corner that's, as you said, has ascended the last couple of years. With the additional snaps, I thought he acquitted himself really well. He He's every season – been taking on more responsibility, covering better players on the opposing team. And uh, just like any quarter, he's going to take his licks once in a while. But um, I think he communicates very well. I think uh, he understands the scheme extremely well. Um, I like what I see from him out there. Uh, one of the guys that's very, very ver verbal on the defense mm -hmm. always seems to be in the right spot. Um, and uh, I think he uh, brings a lot of value, frankly, um, for, for the cost uh, that they're probably going to have to invest with him. So um, he's definitely a guy that I would circle as a bring back uh, player as well. So um, Kevin King, Dane, uh, I don't know if we need to talk much about him. Uh, no disrespect to Kevin King, but uh, don't see any chance that they're going to be bringing him back this season uh injury riddled career with the Packers to say the least uh, a little bit of a disappointment last season he had some solid games uh actually in the games that he played but his snap count just kept getting lower and lower particularly as the season went along uh he missed uh, games due to a couple stretches of injuries and of course Razul Douglas came in took over and the rest is history so um uh, he's as good as gone as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but uh, Dana, any disagreement with me on that one? Wait, Shadid, uh, A. Kelly, hey, Shadid, says, uh, bring back Campbell, Douglas, and Sullivan. Uh, Kevin King can bounce. Uh, if we were able to bring back Douglas and Sullivan, uh, I would be doing cartwheels. And uh, <laughs> and Campbell. I mean, all three of those guys. That would be a wow. heck of a situation. So, yeah. I mean, you never know. We said at the top, if Aaron Rodgers gets traded, if they tag Devonte and trade him, well, then let's bring back all Double these down. guys on the defense. They'll yep. have a little bit of, of money. So, it, you know, I'm not saying that that's 
what they want to have happen or that's the route that Shadid is suggesting we take. I, maybe he is. I'm not sure. But uh, either way, uh, there's there's things that uh, could happen here and in, in whatever happens. Um, if we were able to get all those guys back, I'd be super happy. So, um, yeah. Dane, then just sticking with the defense, um, I'm curious, uh, what what – What's um, your read on, on some of these other guys? Uh, you know, you're, you're looking particularly um, at like a Tyler Lancaster, a Whitney Merciless, um, you know, uh, Isaac Yadam. Um, I think once we start getting down into that range, um, any of those guys, uh, someone that you think the Packers might try to sneak in and bring back at a reasonable cost? I'll, I'll go down the list and, and let's not forget Oren Burks, it looks like as well. Um, I think Oren's gone. Um, I think that he he does quite a bit on special teams, but special teams have been pretty bad. I think that they're looking to shake things up. Uh, Oren Burks, that second contract. Uh, Packers are probably just going to go with the guys that are a little less expensive uh, on the special teams this year. Um, so I think Oren's probably gone. Isaac uh, Yadam. He, he wasn't on the roster to end the season, if I'm not mistaken. They cut him right before the playoff game. And I think there was thought he might come back, you know, after that week if they stayed in the playoffs. But he will not be coming back, in my opinion, either. Tyler Lancaster, he's been a guy who um, came on to this defense, undrafted guy, practice squad, made his way to the roster. He's played a lot of snaps for this defense over the last few years. Uh, but I do think his time's probably coming to an end as well on this on this uh, uh, this this season. Just a hunch tells me they're going to move forward. TJ Slayton, I thought, played really well in limited snaps. He's going to earn more snaps this year. Uh, Jack Heflin, they kept him all year last year. Didn't play much, uh, but they kept him around for a reason. Basically, a redshirt year for him. I think he's going to get a real look. And frankly, I think Jack kind of um, projects to be a Tyler Lancaster, but with a little bit more athleticism and a little bit more pass rush potential. Um, so and, I think. And oh, half ahead. the cost, right? And and the I cost. mean, not yes. that Tyler Lancaster is breaking the bank, but um, that tends to be some of the economic factors here. You have to have enough minimum guys to fill out the roster and Tyler Lancaster is no longer a minimum guy. He He's not making much, but when you can get someone that, cost half as much at the minimum uh, and maybe has a little bit more long-term upside. Uh, unfortunately for Tyler, it's probably, as you said, uh, a time that they're going to move forward with the younger player. Wegs, now one that what might surprise you is Whitney Merciless. I actually think he could be back with this Packers defense, especially uh, curious your take. I think we touched on it last time. I think Zadarius Smith is on his way out. Uh, of Green Bay. I don't see a scenario realistically where he comes back. Uh, but if they're able to to get a, a contract extension with Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary, getting that third pass rusher is really critical. And I think Merciless might not be all that expensive at his stage in his career, especially with the injury this last season. Uh, I thought he acclimated well to the Packers defense. And I would not be surprised if Merciless, now this isn't an early signing, but after a few weeks of free agency comes and goes, I think the Packers probably stay in touch with uh, Whitney's agent and they're kind of talking and they want to have an opportunity to match. And I just wouldn't be surprised if Merciless comes back as kind of that third down situational pass rusher for this. Yeah, I fully agree. Actually, Dane, we're uh, in quite a bit of agreement here. (laughs) He was only on the vet minimum last year. That actually surprised me. Uh, He seems kind of like exactly what you're saying, sort of the Mercedes Lewis type 
in that they don't sign him right away, maybe not even until after the draft. Uh, he gets plenty of rest as a veteran, doesn't have to come to OTAs, but he's ready to come in once camp rolls around or, or for, um, you, you know, mandatory um, OTAs. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, but certainly I think he's someone that has value at a low cost if, if they're able to bring him back, particularly given that, We've got Rashawn, uh, who we know is ascending, but it would be nice to have that extra veteran uh, still that's around. And maybe he's not getting, we're not relying on him to carry the the snaps, but uh, we're going to have to have another young guy come in and fill out that position group either way. So um, if Merciless can come in and the cheap, uh, I agree. I think he would be a smart signing for the Packers to keep in house. Yeah, you can do a lot worse than him. I really like his game. I do. He's just a steady guy uh, for, for this. And are we missing any defenders, Wags, um, that you're seeing? I don't see anybody else uh, on the list. Offensively is a different story. There's a lot of dudes uh, that are free agents on the offensive side. For sure. And I think this would be a stop, uh, a good point to stop and uh, do our uh, hear from our sponsor, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook official sports betting partner of the NFL. And of course, NFL season is over. uh, So it's a good time to shift into college basketball and to hockey into the NBA. And Dane, I know uh, you, you kept us uh, up to date on your wife, Andrea's uh, daily fantasy maneuverings throughout the NFL season. Last week, you mentioned she shifted into NBA mode. So how did the first full week and weekend go for her uh, with uh, DraftKings and the NBA. You know what? She is not an NBA fan necessarily. I think it's going to take a couple weeks. Unless A.J. Dillon comes to the NBA, uh, it might be tough sledding for a little bit. But I, I know, I mean, she had so many winnings during the NFL season that you can't fault her for having a little bit of difficulty uh, this last week in the NBA uh, but I think that she's going to be looking at Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks, because I mean we're Wisconsin fans through and through here uh, in this household. So Wags, it's all because of this DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, it's been awesome sponsor for us, but they have great deals for all of our listeners. Just go ahead, use promo code TP. PN. And uh, guess what? You're going to have an awful lot of fun and Wags got more details on what they can provide for you. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full list of requirements, state-specific responsible gaming resources, void where prohibited, minimum $5 deposit, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Redline 1 800 889 9789. In Connecticut, call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org/chat. In New York, call 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467 369. Uh, so, Dane, I think one of the other things that I want to just mention before we get into the offensive guys, if, if for folks that are just joining us, or uh, as a reminder, what we talked about at the top. We understand that the Packers have some cap situations here. They're not going to be able to afford all of these guys necessarily. But I think it's worth maybe just uh, taking into consideration. Uh, as of today, um, according to Overcap, Packers are about $26 million 
um, over the cap. So they definitely have some work to do, but um, you know, and we don't know every scenario that's going to happen, but uh, suffice it to say, I think we're all kind of in agreement. This is very Smith is most likely going to be either cut or traded. So that's going to clear about 15 million uh, when that happens. Um, Aaron Rodgers, regardless of whether he gets traded or extended, um, that's going to clear roughly uh, about 20 million uh, on the cap. Uh, so right there, uh, they're about 10 million uh, over the cap. And uh, they still have some some guys that they can restructure as well um, that can free up uh, an additional uh, 14 to 20 million or so. Uh, just looking at um, Randall Cobb, Billy Turner, Dean Lowry, um, Adrian Amos. Now, a couple of those guys could be cut candidates as well. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, suffice to say, the Packers, I think it's fairly um, safe, uh, conservatively, to say that they're going to end up with around 35, 40 million uh, in cap space at the end of the day, uh, once they make some of these moves, uh, extending Jair uh, is another seven, 8 million likely that they'll be able to open up in cap space. So um, there's a path here for the Packers to get to the 40 to 50 million uh, under the cap uh, before they start making some of these signings. So I realized that uh, it might seem like we're in fantasy land when we're talking about signing all these guys, but it's uh, it's actually much more, more realistic, I think, than folks realize when you actually go in and look at each of these situations one by one. So uh, with that being said, Dane, uh, let's look at uh, this list offensively. We said at the top, we've talked about Devontae. We've talked about Aaron, technically not a free agent, but those two guys we've talked about ad nauseum. Um, who do you want to start with? I think um, Robert Tunyon is yeah. a guy that stands out to me. Um, and I think this is going to be a really tough decision. I I am curious to hear what your thoughts are on how the Packers um, deal with Robert Tunyon, uh, who was very much an ascending player at the tight end position, but tough situation with uh, the ACL injury that he suffered. It's a, it's a, I feel for him, you know, on a personal level, because I think, you know, from a financially, it makes it a lot tougher because he's not going to be able to start the season there. I, I can't imagine with that ACL injury, I'd be shocked. Um, so that's a tough one because the Packers tight end group as well right now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's Tyler Davis and Josiah DeGuara are the two guys under contract. So it's a position group that's, um, you know, thin even from, from a roster having enough bodies. Uh, uh, Mercedes Lewis is under contract. Oh, thank you. Mercedes yeah. Lewis as well. Thank you. Thank you. Mercedes is still under contract as well. Um, but you know, when you start to look at that and, and I say it's, it's a thin group because we oftentimes carry four tight ends at a crack. So, you know, we're, we're not even at like a depth spot right now to have enough guys to field a, a roster from how important this tight end group is. Um, that being said, Wags, and, and we all love Robert Tunyon, but I, I, we're here. I'm here to make the tough choices. I don't think Robert Tunyon should necessarily be in the Packers future. And, and the reason I'm saying that is, um, he had a great season, um, but I, I, a couple seasons ago, I thought last year um, at times looked good. At times, I thought it was a little bit of a, a uneven season for him. And, and um, it's hard for me to say this, especially being a fan of his, but um, the, the combination of uh, the potential he could hit on the open market, um, the, the ACL injury, not being clear if he's going to be able to come back all the way. Um, 
and also having one really, really strong year, uh, but some injury history before this ACL injury as well. Let's not forget, he's had a, a lot of injuries in his first couple seasons as well uh, with the Packers. Certainly not to the significance of the ACL injury, but he's had injuries along the way. Um, I think um, looking at it from a front office perspective, it might be time to move on unless there's a really team-friendly deal. Uh, but even then, we're not going to be able to rely on Robert, I don't think, to start the season because of the, the severity and the timing of the injury. Uh, so would I like him back? Of course, I'd like him back at, at a team-friendly deal, but um, I don't know if it's necessarily likely to happen just based on all of the, the the factors that are going on around him right now. And I'm smiling because you're eliciting strong reactions from the chat. Thanks, Gop. Uh, says uh, does not like Dane's comments there <laughs> at all. Uh, I will say this. What value does he have to other teams coming off of the ACL right now? So is there a possibility, Dane, that for Bob Tunyon's sake, as well as maybe to the Packers' advantage, he plays on a one-year prove-it type deal, and they can structure it very incentive-laden. They can structure it so that uh, there's not a a huge cap hit, and uh, perhaps uh, there's a way that uh, the Packers can structure it. It's a games-played type contract, and uh, it's um, a beneficial way to set it up for both sides. That way, if or when he comes back healthy, um, he can continue working with the same doctors and the same um, uh, staff that he's been working with in his rehab uh, and uh, have some consistency there. They've got this shared history that Mm -hmm. certainly he came in and has developed as part of this organization. So I'm sure both parties would love for Bob to come back fully healthy and maybe long-term get back into a position where he's able to uh, sign a longer deal, uh, whether it be with the Packers or elsewhere. So uh, I think there's a, a avenue here where both sides could look at this and say, how can we figure this out in a way that Bob doesn't feel like he's being lowballed, but on the other hand, uh, realistically, I'm not sure he's going to have a ton of other options out there. Now I could be wrong. We'll see what happens. Uh, Free agency can be a wild game sometimes, but I don't see any other teams coming in with a a three-year contract offer for for Robert Tunyon uh, coming off an ACL injury. And quite honestly, a little bit of a lower year production wise, even when he was healthy uh, than the previous season. So um, I, I may be slightly more optimistic on that one than you are Dane, but uh, I would agree in a vacuum that um, he's not someone that probably is going to be high on the priority list. Mm-hmm. He might be kind of lower down and uh, the Packers can kind of look at after they've moved through a few of the other players that they're targeting uh, where they're at. Uh, from a financial perspective and kind of where Bob slots in on that as well. No, and it'd be great to get him back on a, on a very good team deal. I I love it, but we'll see, we'll see how things go. Uh, And, and hopefully for his sake too, I don't want to see these guys, you know, miss out uh, on money because of injury. Yeah, for sure. Dan, it's time to, I think, look at some of the big guys up front, uh, starting Lucas Patrick. Um, Here's a guy that, uh, love him. You and love I him. both love Lucas Patrick. Yeah. I, I think he's similar to uh, perhaps like a Tyler Lancaster. I think he's given more value to the Packers and his time with the organization than Tyler Lancaster has. Um, extremely versatile. What he's done, uh, particularly last season, uh, the the way that he came in and played multiple positions, filled in at center for a good chunk of the season, uh, was was fantastic. Quite honestly. Uh, outplayed his contract. Uh, and uh, sure you can't did. say that about a lot of players. Uh, realistically, I think offensive line is another 
similar to cornerback group, just a strong group up and coming. I know we've got uh, obviously Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins that uh, are a little bit of a question mark coming off major injuries, but uh, in the interior, uh, certainly uh, we know that um, uh, Myers is the future at center. And uh, we've got two really talented, I think, young guards in, in um, uh, Royce Newman and, um, and then, of course, um, um, John Runyon Jr. And so uh, when Elton Jen comes back, he's more than likely going to be at, at guard as well, um, unless, depending on what they do with Billy Turner, we'll, uh, we'll see. Um, but realistically, I see either Royce Newman or John Runyon Jr. being that backup swing guard. Uh, for a less of a price and maybe even slightly more upside uh, than what uh, Lucas Patrick has um, a few years younger. And uh, so I think that's probably the direction they're going to go. You know, they're going to be drafting more offensive linemen as well. Uh, So I think they're in a pretty good position in the interior of their offensive line. And so I just don't see them investing in um, an extra money to bring back Lucas Patrick as, as much as he's meaned, uh, meant, I'm sorry, to the uh, offensive line group and to the organization his time here. Um, that's, uh, again, one of those financial decisions that unfortunately you have to make. And I think Lucas Patrick is going to latch on somewhere in the NFL, uh, even if he's not back in Green Bay. Wags, I was going to say, I think Lucas Patrick might be starting for another team this season. So he, I think he might actually have some options because of his versatility. Uh, I, I don't know a team in the NFL that doesn't want a guy that can play three positions across the offensive line and can do them capably. So um, I would agree, but I, I don't see a scenario where the Packers are able to bring him back, unfortunately, due to all the things that you just outlined and the fact that I think he's probably going to have an opportunity to probably make a little bit more money and start potentially somewhere else. Yeah. So what do you, staying with the offensive line, then mm-hmm. um, Dennis Kelly is another guy's uh He played agent. great. He played great. Yeah. What, are, what are your play. thoughts on him? Is he someone that uh, perhaps they bring back or, or you feel comfortable? We've got Yash Nyman probably going to be uh, in there potentially uh, as a, a backup swing guy. I'm sure they're going to want to get him snaps over on the right side as yes. well. He's played a lot of left tackle. Uh, but uh, if they, especially if they bring back, um, uh, uh, Billy, Billy Turner, uh, and he's uh, the starting right tackle. Um, do you think Dennis Kelly is someone that they would bring back on the cheap, or um, again stick with the youth, Yash Nyman, and, and through the draft try to develop another couple of guys at that position as well? Yeah, I don't. I, it's a good question, and I, if Billy Turner's gone, then the Packers are probably looking to to bring back Dennis on a one year deal. Um, but I, I have a feeling they're going to try to keep Billy Turner, uh, and, and try to get as much, um, uh, consistency across the board with this offensive line going into this season, whether it's for Aaron or a very young quarterback, we'll find out. Um, but, uh, then from there, it's really Yash Nyman's position, right? I have that, that swing spot. I, I think that he showed more than enough and, and we haven't really touched on the um, exclusive rights free agents because really the Packers are going to bring those guys back. Yash is an exclusive rights guy. Packers are going to bring Yash back. He'll be the uh, uh, the first guy up at left tackle and Wags. I think realistically at right tackle as well. Um, he he just proved himself, and then the Packers probably through the draft do what they always do every single year. They draft guys that are flexible. So draft guys that could potentially be a swing tackle into the guard position. You know, we'll see what the Packers do, but they're always going to use draft capital across the offensive line. And unless Billy Turner's 
uh, not in Green Bay. I just don't see a scenario where Dennis Kelly comes back to be kind of the the fourth tackle almost on this offense. It just doesn't really make sense. I fully agree with you, and I expect Billy Turner to be back. If you look at the number, uh, they can cut him, and uh, he count uh, a little over $5 million. Uh, and, and against the cap is dead money or they can restructure him. And if they do a full restructure, uh, they'd be paying him about 6 million. So really you're going to, yeah. you know, it's a $500,000 difference to keep a guy that's been pretty good. darn good for yeah. the most part. Uh, I think uh, we'll keep him and uh, he might, it might be a one year stopgap situation uh, where you get one more year out of Billy Turner. And, and then it's, he's probably going to be moving on. Well, we'll see. That's a discussion perhaps for next off season. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think they're going to try to kick that, uh, the can down on Billy Turner at least one more year and, and bring him back. I, I think especially uh, even though a full off season for David Bakhtiari, he should be ready to roll. Uh, I, I think they're going to feel more comfortable uh, having uh, both Billy Turner and David Bakhtiari bookending the outside. Uh, they've got the three young guys up front um, in the interior. And then you've got Elton Jenkins at some sure. point coming back as well. So, um, and, and as well as draft and, uh, and some of the other depth that they have. Um, so that, it makes sense to me that that would be the game plan as well. So Dane, just looking again at some of these other guys, um, Alan Lazard. Um, is restricted. That, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a no brainer. Um, he's a restricted free agent and I, it, whether they need to use a second round tender on him, I don't know if that's necessary if, or if that's what they're going to do, but um, some way or the other or another, I expect Alan Lazard is one of the wide receivers that the Packers will be bringing back next season. Don't you? Yeah. LaFleur loves this guy. He talks about how great he is. Great blocker, uh, ascending wide receiver too. I mean, remember folks, Allen was a tight end in college, right? So, I mean, he's still learning the wide receiver position to a certain extent, and he's just gotten better and better. I thought, Wags, the second half of the season, Lazard really came into his own. I'd be shocked if the Packers let him go, whether Adams is is back or not. Lazard's going to have a critical role, I think, in this offense going forward. Yeah, I'm. there's a few other receivers we need to talk about, but yeah. I think one deserves a special uh, segment all on his own. It's MVS. Um, Dane, I've got some thoughts on MVS. Where are you? Is there any chance that the Packers uh, invest in bringing MVS back uh, at this point, or do you think he's going to get uh, money and move on to another team? He's getting paid. He's going somewhere else. Uh, teams that have a little bit of cap space, uh, they're going to go ahead and they're going to throw some money at MVS. I mean, you know, I think he's still getting better. He, to a certain extent, we talked about it through, through you know, some of the late, late part of the season. His route tree was getting more improved. You could see that he was running better, crisper, cleaner routes. He's got that speed to take the the top off. And um, he's just going to be priced out of what the Packers want to do, can do with him. I, he's going to be ma- making at least $8 million a year, I think, on the open market. And the Packers just can't do that. They can't yep. do it, and they're not going to be able to. I fully agree with you. I think he by far had his best season as a pro last season, uh, just in terms of his consistency. And as you said, um, sharpening up some of his route running. Um, So good for him, but um, uh, you know, good luck, I think is probably the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And um, uh, certainly I would have loved to have MBS back, but if he's getting 25, 30 million on the open market, uh, as you said, uh, the Packers have 
higher priority needs elsewhere. And and that's where you start to get into a situation where, uh, yeah, of the 40 to 50 million that they have to spend, I don't think any of that's going to be available for MBS, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. uh, he's obviously going to be somewhere. Um, so he will he will get paid by someone for sure. Um, that leads me to two of the other guys, uh, EQ, Equinamia St. Brown, and uh, then, of course, um, special team uh, specialist Malik Taylor. So um, these are two guys that certainly wouldn't cost a heck of a lot. But uh, what do you think, Dane? Are either of them going to be back in the green and gold next year as well? They might both come back and kind of prove it, see if they can make it out of camp uh, deals. Um, I wouldn't be surprised for continuity's sake. Um, at least one of them's coming back. I'm not sure which one. It seems like the team has a bit of a, an infatuation with EQ at this point. Um, and I thought he put together some pretty good tape wags the second half of the year. And I've been critical uh, of EQ at times. Malik Taylor uh, dealt with some injuries this past season. And um, yeah, more of a special teams guy there. Um, wouldn't be surprised if either are back. Wouldn't be surprised if both are gone. To be yeah. honest, and, and I know that's that's wishy washy, but the reality is, I think the Packers very well could um, draft or sign free agents in that kind of range right there and replace both of those guys if that's the decision they want to make. Yeah, I'm going to be more direct, and I'm just going to say Malik Taylor, exclusive right free agent. He's back, uh, and uh, the Packers are able to bring him back at minimum one-year deal. Um, I think he hopefully has a bounce-back season in terms of health and can, can as you said, be a, a core special teams mm-hmm. contributor. Uh, EQ, uh, injury-riddled, inconsistent, mm-hmm. um, did a couple of nice things, uh, actually did more good things in the second half of this season than I would have expected personally, uh, but unrestricted free agent. Um, I don't think he's going to go out and get a, a big money from anyone, but uh, to me, I, I, I think uh, the Packers are better off uh, just uh, wishing him well and uh, let's invest in some young guys in the draft uh, and allow them to get some reps and may the best may the best man win in that competition. I don't need to have EQ coming back and taking up reps. And uh, I think we kind of know what we can get from him at this point, which isn't a whole lot. Um, I just don't see him having uh, much of any uh, long-term upside and uh, his special teams contributions were, you know, uh, average at best to to be quite frank. So I I hate to be so down on a player in terms of uh, productivity. So I'm not trying to burn him on the way out, but I I just think it's a pretty clear distinction um, uh, in terms of uh, what decision I would do if I were in the Packers front office. Um, so, Dane, then uh, we're getting down there. Um, anyone else that you really wanted to chat about, though, or talk through in terms of this list of free agents? No, I think a lot of the rest are layups, you know, especially some of the exclusive rights guys like Chris Barnes. He's coming back. Dominic Daphne, he's coming back. Right. Like there's some yeah. other guys, but really, um, I think we've exhausted the un- unrestricted and restricted free agents that are really going to make an impact. But uh, generally speaking, exclusive rights guys, the team control their rights. So unless they really don't want to bring them back, uh, they're they're at least going to have a shot uh, in camp. Yep. Yep, absolutely. So, um, Dane, one thing. I guess we... oh, Jorquez, uh, what are we, he's under, he's uh, the punter, unrestricted free agent. What, what say you, Wags? He had a really hot start and, uh, you know, seemed to tailor off a little bit there, taper off there near the end of the season. So what's your, what's your thought there? I'm, I'm genuinely curious. 
I, I'm not really going to pretend I know what the Packers value in evaluating a punter and what they want to pay. So um, they've got to have a punter on the roster at some point. Uh, so I, I'm going to just deflect this one and kick it back to you unless they plan to, uh, you know, pick up a rookie uh, or some other veteran on the scrap heap. Um, I, I guess they'll probably sign him. I, I think he did adequately. I know that some fans seem to have a really high bar when it comes to punting. Uh, my preference is, is that we see as little of the punter as possible and it's a failure whenever they're out there to begin with. Uh, so I, I'd rather the backers focus uh, their attention on coverage and um, uh, blocking up front when it comes to special teams execution than worrying about how much hang time they're getting from their punter. But maybe that's just me. Um, I, I'm, I, I, I guess I would just rather get the basics down. Uh, obviously they're not going to be paying them, you know, 5 million a year. So whatever they decide to do is fine. Wait, any, you re- any strong, strong feelings though from you, Dane? I have strong feelings that when we're talking about the punter, you said you're going to kick it back to me. Um, so that was, <laughs> I, I did not go unheard. Uh, shout out to Tyron Bennett. Thanks for joining John Dorn. What's up, John? Um, thanks for joining us tonight. No, um, I think he's coming back, but they might be competition in camp. I, you know, to your point, punter, hopefully uh, he, you know, he's consistent. Now I'll tell you what, if uh, if he played the way he did the first half of the season all year, I'd be pretty fired up to bring the guy back. But right now, I'm a little more tepid because as the weather got worse, I was kind of disappointed in how the, the season shaped up for him. For sure. Um, a few other guys that before we sign off, I want to ask you about technically not free agents, but I feel are worth talking about. That's Preston Smith. That's Mason Crosby. And that's Randall Cobb. Um, all three, you know, different situations, but uh, any of those three you want to hit on, what's your immediate reaction in terms of what the Packers do? Um, I will say, I'm not going to give my answer, but just go at the top. I mentioned uh, availability is a big value to me. And um, uh, someone like Preston Smith missed his first game as a pro last year due to injury. Uh, So that's that's worth considering. I thought he had a great season, but um, before I give any other uh, responses, Dana, any any does that elicit any uh, thoughts from you uh, of the three guys that I mentioned? Preston Smith, one thousand percent, bring him back if we can get a a contract done with him. Love what he brings to the defense. They ask a ton of Preston Smith on this defense. Those of you, uh, you know, if you watch him. For a game, if you go to Lambeau, watch Preston Smith run around if he's back next year. Um, They ask him to go to coverage at times, pass rush. I do want to say, and I'm sorry, I I didn't mean to interrupt you, Dane, with Preston. They can't restructure him because they did all of that last season. So as of today, he's got a $19 million cap number. Thank you for the They're not bringing him back at Mm -hmm. that number. Mm -hmm. So the choice really with Preston is – do you give him an extension or do you cut him? And I think that's the decision that the Packers will have to make. Yeah. Um, so maybe I just teeing it up that way. Uh, is he an extension candidate in yes. your mind or would you rather just move on? He's an extension candidate. Absolutely. He still, um, I, I think he's still got a, a couple, three, four potentially good years left, um, you know, at, at a high enough level that it's worth keeping him. Uh, on the defense because we're never when we're talking long-term deals wags right we're never talking about just this year we need to be looking at the back end as much as possible but I really like 
Preston Smith uh, in, in his role with this defense and his role going forward. So uh, that's, that's go ahead. Well, um, that means based on our plan tonight, we'll have Preston Smith, Whitney Merciless, and Rashawn Gary. Yes. I'd be really happy to Static. roll back with those three guys. And then, of course, we're going to be bringing in a couple of other young guys, I'm sure, through the draft. Um, maybe mid to higher pick and then a later pick for sure uh, to, to compete in that group amongst some other moves that they'll make on the, on the margin. So um, I think that's a a solid plan. And I I agree with you for sure. Um, Crosby, um, not at $4 million. Um, And, and even, even maybe it might just be time with Mason too. And I hate to say that he's one of my all time favorite Packers. Uh, He's done. He's had some incredible moments. Green Bay Packers kicker. Um, but, um, you know, if, if they're able to, they're not going to carry three kickers all off season right now, the Packers are carrying three kickers. Uh, I don't think they would be carrying JJ Molson and the, the, the new guy, um, if they thought Mason was going to be coming back. I know that they said front office said that they're going to keep him on the 90. I think they know something we don't know. This is just complete projection on my part, but I think Mason might be, you know, about done with his career. Uh, but um, that's just a guess at this point. But Wags, I, I I can't justify $4 million for Mason Crosby with the cap situation that we're in. And I, I lean even overall, potentially it might be time to move on as hard as it is. Uh, but look forward to him as a Packer Hall of Famer uh, very soon because of all the contributions he's done for the team. For sure. Um, and then Randall Cobb, Maybe that's the one guy tonight that we just have to wait and see what happens to Aaron Rodgers, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. If Aaron's back, Randall's coming back, they're going to figure out a contract as far as I'm concerned. If Aaron's not back, I don't think Randall Cobb's back in Green Bay. And that's just all we have to say about that. And that's it about Randall as far as I'm concerned. As, absolutely. So, Dane, uh, any other thoughts here before we close out uh, for the evening? I think it was a, a good discussion and uh, kind of a a good uh, look at what is coming up here for the Packers front office and the flurry of moves that we're anticipating next couple of weeks, the uh, next week and a half leading up to free agency is going to be pretty hectic. Um, yeah. So I thought we were going to get more news than we did this past week, uh, but uh, I think – it's safe to say that uh, we're definitely going to get some news uh, in terms of what's happening in the Packer camp this week. So we've been patient, but I expect uh, some things to start rolling here pretty shortly. Yeah, I think we'll be working overtime over the next 10 days or so on this podcast, talking about some of the stuff that's going on. But um, no eggs. I think that that's the right direction. I would love to see the Packers continue to uh, invest in defense wherever possible, as we talk about the top. But uh, especially if Aaron and Devontae are not, you know, in the Packers' long-term plans, then uh, all the more reason double down on defense. You can win some football games, especially the way that defense played in that playoff game. So um, that would be my hope for the direction this team goes. Should the quarter, you know, should QB one and wide receiver one not be in Green Bay next season? For sure. So, all right. Well, folks, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks so much, everyone, for joining, for your comments in the chat. Sorry we weren't get, able to get to more of them, uh, but uh, we'll be back here uh, probably next week unless we get some major news coming out uh, anytime uh, this week. We'll probably hop on. So, as always, uh, thanks so much for watching. Be legendary and go Pack Go! go. Pack go. 
Every year I know we gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say.